actually, when, when we're all done with this, I may actually hop in my car and just just take the three minutes and drive over to Hardee's <laughs> two, and two roast it. beef sandwiches, sir. Have uh, one for us. Yeah, one for each nipple. This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories, histories, and details you never knew, wanted to know, or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Today we are talking about Sean Valdez. I said his name like we all knew who it is. <laughs> but at least you didn't do it, Sean Valdez. Tim <laughs> hates that. True. When you do the when you do the question as a, a, a you know like you raise your voice like that, I think that yeah. bothers Tim. It's, well, it's, 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 Tim? It's, it's it's like Anchorman when they put the question at the end of his thing. But what does he say? Like, stay class to San Diego. No. <laughs> Chris, are you writing question marks on your paper? I am. Everyone, I have a question mark afterwards. Yes. Stop doing that. <laughs> but 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 I'm the Riddler. I like doing it. <laughs> riddle me this. <laughs> yeah. Riddle me this, Batman. Um, Sean Valdez appears in Empire Strikes Back. Sure does. I think that's why Dave's doing it because it's from his favorite film of the Star Wars franchise. Am I right? My favorite film ever. Oh, fuck. That's your favorite curse word. It is. It's a callback. All right. My name is Cappuccino Chris. No, jeez. <laughs> I am also joined by Mocha Matt. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what Tim's is going to be. I also have with me Double Espresso Dave. And the last one, Hazelnut Tim. Oh, no. Capitimo. I don't even drink coffee. I've never never had a cup of coffee in my life. Tim Hortons. When I was last up in Pennsylvania... Chris, didn't we? We stopped at a Wawa, and Chris was like, I'm tired. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, why don't you get a coffee? And you, you get a coffee, and, went, and you were like, I can't finish this. <laughs> you and like, you like took like three sips. Yeah. And like, you were done. It was it's, dis- it's disgusting. Coffee's I don't like great. it. No. <laughs> tastes tastes there, off. There is bad coffee. This is true. And then there's coffee. What's the best coffee out there, man? Is it Starbucks or Wawa or what? I'd say my go-to is probably Wawa. Wawa and Racetrack. Okay. Not Duncan? Eh, not really. Duncan's a little inconvenient. It's Duncan was the only game in town between here and work for the longest time, and even though we have Wawa's and Racetrack's and everything else in between, people still go there because that's their go-to place. So I, I, It's not that I don't like it. It's that I don't want to wait in line behind 800 people to just get a freaking coffee. Mm-hmm. I find Duncan, Duncan to be flavorless. Like, yeah, there's, it's so light in flavor. I'm more of a, I, I really like um, McDonald's coffee. McDonald's coffee is amazing. It's so good. Hmm. <gasps> so what good. is the what is the convenience store in Tennessee? Like, I mean, everybody has their provincial 
convenience stores? What is it down there for you? Well, down here, if we're talking coffee, there's three good convenience stores. There's Mapco, which has several different ones. Speedway, which is different than the Speedways up north. The Speedways down here are closer to a Wawa, but nowhere near really what a Wawa is. Mm. And Thornton's. Those are the three good ones. If, if you want to go in and get like good quality eats and drinks, those are the ones to go to. But we don't have anything like like Wawa or um, uh, what, what's what's the other one up there? Um, 7-Eleven? No. no. Out in the, uh, as you as you get as you head west in Pennsylvania, what is the yeah. one they have? It's uh, shit. I'm, I'm, no, no, no. But yeah, there's but there's there's those two that uh, are are like the cream of the crop. Sheets, I think you're thinking of Dave. Sheets, sheets. yeah. And and I'll, I'll 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 be honest. I am actually more of a sheets man than a Wawa person. Oh I my god! I never thought I'd ever Most say it. it. And I Tim never thought I'd ever say it. But I, if there's a sheets and a Wawa next door to each other. I'll probably go to Sheets because you, I find that the, the food is 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 better quality. You're fucking crazy. You know that. <laughs> Dave is mad. I'm not gonna go on a whole t- a whole a whole tirade because of Thank what happened last episode. God. Well, we're already through the but, name, so it barely matters now. It barely <laughs> matters. Tim, I thought I knew you better. I'm gonna do. I would do awful at this swiftly wed game. Holy These are shit. the kind of questions that should have well, been on it. A lot of it has to do, like, when I drive up to Pennsylvania, as soon as I hit the Virginia border, it's Sheets country. So for yeah. 450 miles through Virginia, it's Sheets. And then for another hundred and so miles to Quakertown, it's mostly Sheets. And so I've learned, like, that, like, this is, this is the good stuff. If I go up through Ohio... Once I get through Kentucky, I leave Thornton's and Speedway, and I get into Tim Hortons land. And then when I drive through Pennsylvania, it's Sheets World. What about Royal Farms? <laughs> we don't have a Royal Farms down here. No. Mapco and Thornton's would be closest to, to Royal Farms. It's like Dave going, all right, stop talking. Okay. You're, <laughs> done, you're done now. You don't have one of those. I don't even want to hear from you. But, I, Tim, I can't even look at you right now. I'm but, sorry. When, when it, when, if, if you're hungry and you want food, food, just, uh, Sheets is the way. Coffee, Wawa probably is the better coffee, honestly. But Sheets, great coffee, great food. All right. I dare say, with, without being presumptuous, that 75% of the stores and character panel disagree with you. <laughs> I, You know what? I, I never I never thought I would say it, but it's it, just, just by... Just by going to Sheets and realizing the, the food at Sheets is is superior. Okay. You know what I did last night? Tra- <laughs> when Tim said he, he he got in the Sheets territory, I did like the death drive. Like, as far as stopping for food, um, when I, I had to drive from Washington, D.C. to Circleville, Ohio, I was taking parts of a data center from one location to another. And I stopped at an Arby's because I'll always stop at an Arby's. I know I'm in a minority of that. <laughs> Then I got on the turnpike, and I saw a Roy Rogers. I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna, oh, yeah. I'm getting me French a Roy Rogers." So I got a roast beef of Roy Rogers. 
Then I got into Circleville to Ohio and they had Rax roast beef. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to get a Rax roast beef. And then to top everything off, there was a Hardee's near the hotel. So four oh, fast food roast Hardee's. beef stops in one trip. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been to a Rax, my God, in so long. Rax. I think that Rax stayed open an extra week just for the business I gave him alone because <laughs> I was the only person that ever went in there the whole time I was in Ohio. In fact, the girl, the girl was sitting at one of the pull-out chairs with her legs strapped over, hanging over it on her iPhone. She had to get up from her chair and come around the corner to take my order and then go make it. Get some what you want. Yeah. No, she was very pleasant. So I was like, "That's fine." You had nothing. You literally had nothing else to do. There's no one here. Mm-hmm. But Hardee's, I, I used to love Hardee's, man. I remember we, Tim, did we go somewhere and we saw fucking Hardee's? Like, oh my god. Hardee's. Well, I mean, Hardee's, Hardee's down here. I literally have a Hardee's. I can walk out of my apartment oh, to Hardee's wow. in, in 10 minutes. Like, there's literally a Hardee's right outside of my, of my apartment complex. Can you smell the Hardee's food from where you're at? <laughs> no, no. Oh, okay. I, 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 to be honest, I probably haven't been at Hardee's in a year. What? Uh, yeah. Um, Chris, you and I stopped again. at Hardee's. Like that, I think you're thinking of us on the way down to uh, Florida for the last uh, Star Wars convention. There, we saw the, started seeing the signs for Hardee's, and I don't even think we needed gas or had to pee. <laughs> I think you're right. You're right. But we stopped anyway. Yeah, because Hardee's. <laughs> we don't have that. Well, I, when we when Chris and I went out to see um, James Earl Jones do his lecture, <laughs> there was a Hardee's out there, and we ate at that Hardee's, and that was the first Hardee's we had eaten at. Either of us had eaten at in a in years. Yeah. And and we we took that moment and we're like this is a moment to eat at home. <laughs> a moment like this. <laughs> <laughs> Some people wait a lifetime, a lifetime for hardies like this. And and when we and when we go out to uh, Anaheim, we're we're definitely have to go to Carl's Jr. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, well, that's yeah. interesting. That was the thing I was just gonna say when I was still running and I went out to do that Disney coast to coast marathon challenge where you do half of it in florida and half in california my hotel was near carl's jr like i'm going to a carl's jr i'm super excited and i went and i walked in looked at the menu and went this is fucking hardy's same thing it's, <laughs> it's just, the same, it's just same hardy's thing. i'm like what the hell same company yeah. yeah same company yeah they need to bring back the all-american burger the one that was the the quarter pound burger with the hot dog and the potato chips on top <laughs> and one burger oh man that was a burger which which show are we doing? I forget. The Star Brother, Wars, right? It's in character. Okay. Sean Valdez. This all started because Chris, as soon as he, he asked me who I was doing, I sent him Sean Valdez. He <laughs> sent me back a, a clip, a, a gif of Juan Valdez. <laughs> and he went, oh, shit, that's Juan, not Sean. <laughs> and then had this, I guess, epiphany that he could do coffee names. Brilliant uh, idea came to me immediately because I'm so smart. This is this thought process of Chris. Yes, it is. Boom. It's good. And it's- now I've never been so upset that we're quarantined and can't drive out and just get a roast beef sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can just 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 do drive through. Yeah, roast beef. <laughs> actually, when when we're all done with this, I may actually hop in my car and just just take the. Three minutes and drive over to Hardy's. <laughs> two, and two teaser. roast beef sandwiches, sir. Have uh, one for us. Yeah, one for each nipple. <laughs> <laughs> All please, right. Please say that to the guy and record it. <laughs> I'm going to go Facebook Live now. 
Well, you have to. And please, uh, barbecue beef and cheese potato on the side. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave. Sean Valdez. Who is this? This you know person. Sean Valdez. You sound very accusatory that it's a person. Who is this person? Who is this thing? What is this, this thing? thing? Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> Bringing it all back to Star Wars. Very nice. Very nice. Sean Valdez is a captain in the Rebel Alliance whose main job was to coordinate evacuations. And you're going to understand why as I tell you the story. He is an evac- he do? What does he do when they're not evacuating? <laughs> when they're not leaving? He's getting ready for the eventual evacuation. That's he's all he does. The most prepared person in the Rebel Alliance. Is it Rebel Alliance? Yes. Yes, Rebel Alliance. I'm sorry. I was listening. I was also looking any, at a Hardy's any- <laughs> menu. <laughs> Anytime there's a flight, is he the, is he the guy that comes on a flight? The exits are here, here, and here. <laughs> Thank you very much. Here, 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 anywhere. <laughs> he he is an evacuation expert. That's his job. Everybody gets a job. That's his. <laughs> Does he use fancy words like ingress and egress? Well, now you're way over everyone's head. <laughs> so as soon as he- I know that those are words, but I'm not sure I could use them properly in a sentence. <laughs> I know that's English and made of letters, but I don't understand it. <laughs> As soon as he gets somewhere, he's already looking for a way out. Yes, exactly, okay. exactly. That's he, like, in, like he's the guy. If you ever go to an escape room with your friends, he's your guy. You want him on your on I'm your team. Him. You walk in, you're like, where, where the fuck? Is, you walk in and you're like, where the fuck is Sean? He's already out. <laughs> I was about to say, and go. He's gone. <laughs> All right, you have you have twenty minutes to do this. Where the fuck is he? Yeah. <laughs> he's knocking on the outside door you guys done yet hey bitches <laughs> i'm gonna go get some arby's or hardy's or maybe some racks i don't know there's no roy rogers in here because we're on the west coast uh, i got food poisoning from a roy rogers once well you shouldn't eat trigger <laughs> it was the fixins oh yeah fixins. i don't touch yeah, that i don't touch that if yeah. you put a gun to my head if Especially i see now. pickles i must eat them if i see pickles they're going in my face it doesn't matter <laughs> It That's, was the fixin's bar. Uh, we need to have a quarantine musical special, and the first song is "If I See Pickles Are Going in My Face." <laughs> if I uh, see pickles, they're going in my maw. Oi, oi! <laughs> it's Fiddler on the Roof slash if, uh, quarantine. Eat pickles. Eat pickles. Don't drink the extra juice. <laughs> that ain't juice. Eat pickles. Eat pickles. That juice will make your stools all loose. <laughs> Matt is always composing. I am. He's like Mar. He's the Marvin Hamlish of this show. <laughs> I'm the. Uh, no, it's the other one. It's uh, oh, who's the Toy Story guy? It's um, Randy Newman. I'm the Randy Newman of podcasting. Lunch and every it's every lunch. song sounds the same. Yep, yep. Everybody gonna eat lunch. Were you, were you were you just singing the Sweet Pickles theme song? Sweet Pickles. Yes. Remember, remember those those books? That's you, you were, exactly what I was doing. Okay. <laughs> Sounded like it. Yeah. <laughs> That's Hey Santa. Hey Santa. Oh, I, I thought it was the Sweet Pickles. Do you remember the, those kids' books, the Sweet Pickle books? Yeah, they were awful. There was a whole it, series of them. My mother bought them for me. I never touched them. It was always like you know. Jokes on you, the, mom. The, the the terrified turkey things like that well 
Sean Valdez is, like I said, an evacuation expert. And in this case, specifically evacuation of Echo Base in The Empire Strikes Back. Ah. So as soon as they get there, and we learned this on maybe the Brenderlin episode, that they were really only there for about two months. Didn't we learn that? It was a ridiculous of, yeah. uh, short amount, amount of time. It's not we we kind of we didn't determine, but we surmised that it took way fucking longer to build the base than it ever could have the yeah. compared to the amount of time that they spent there. It took like yeah, three hundred exactly. years to build the base. They were there for eight days, <laughs> and the Imperials attacked twice. One got lost in the snow. That's, That's right. exactly right. Yeah. yeah. So so as soon as they get there, he's already thinking about getting out of Dodge. And we all know what happens. Echo Base is evacuated. And would any of you like to take a guess? Well, I'm going to insist you take a guess. At the efficiency rate of the evacuation of Echo Base under the direction of Sean Valdez. Well, this are, you saying, are you saying the percentage of people that got out alive? Is that what the... Yes. Okay. That's exactly mm. what I'm saying. What percentage of the rebels were able to escape from Echo Base during the Battle of Hoth under the direction of Sean Valdez. 44%. I think it's higher. I want Because this is a job. This is what he fucking does. I want to say... I want to say around 80. 80%. See, with these, with these stories, it's either like real-world fantastic numbers like... 87% or it's ridiculous unrealistic numbers like 98%. I'm going to say in this case we're going on the ridiculous side. I'm I'm leaning towards a 98% efficiency. Okay, so 40 something. I forget what you said to him. 44? I said 44%. Chris said 80. I said 80. Matt says 98. Yep. Chris you win. Oh man. 86%. Oh, okay. That's a realistic number. I, it's, his, it's his job. He has, he has to be good at something, right? Right. No, I, I know it's going to be shabby. a high number, but I thought it was going to be like stupid high, like Star Wars universe high. Right. I understand what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. I'm not done defending myself. Let me speak. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> 86%, not too shabby. And. And it turns out, because of the nature of the Rebel Alliance, the evacuation specialist is a very important job. And it became so after the Battle of Yavin, especially. <laughs> that reminds me of the old radio ads for, I think it was Bud Light, nothing screams important, like screaming, I'm important, into your cell phone in public. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well... This is all he does. He gets there and he does this. He had his own astromech droid assigned to him, which is going to be your bonus character. Uh, another oh. two, another two for one. This show will be two over water. before the quarantine. His uh, droid is R five M two. You I'm actually, <laughs> you actually see this droid in the movie. It's an R two D two body really, with a black R5-D4 head. And you see him when Han comes back from the very first scouting mission, when Luke is still out there. He he almost like 
trips him. He like <laughs> he cuts him off as as Han is walking by. You see this droid that is R five M two. That is Sean Valdez's uh, droid. Man His, entering building does not compute. Does not compute. Man entering building. <laughs> His main job, the droid that is, is evacuation routes in space. So once Sean Valdez gets everybody off the planet, R5M2 is calculating the best route to get them out of uh, out of space and into hyperspace to get them out of there. So that's the droid's specialty. So it's, the droid basis is take a left, then another left, <laughs> then one more left, then two more lefts. You'd be back here. <laughs> one more left, and then one more left, and then go straight, and then take a left, and meet right back here in five minutes. That's word for word what I found on the research. <laughs> <laughs> and if you look at this droid, the thing that I found most interesting about this droid is that he's he is from the wheels down, from the feet down, all rusty. So while he's on Echo Base for however long it was, he becomes rusted, I assume, from the snow. Yeah, and all the salt they put on the roads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, really, if if he's rusty, shouldn't all the droids be rusty? Rusty! Like, <laughs> shouldn't all the droids be rusty because of... I mean, they're constantly exposed to some form of water, whether it be ice or snow or whatever. But I, I mean, I'm not nitpicking here. But he is actually rusty. I think it's hmm. good attention to detail. That is. But back to Sean... He coordinates the the attack even like I mean amongst the battle plans when the, they see the adats and they're sending out the tr- the the snow speeders he's part of that too he's coordinating the that attack with the others to give the those big you know hoagies time to get out <laughs> with those rubber transports. Oh, there. <laughs> yeah, they're wrapped in foil. They do look like hoagies. hoagies <laughs> just giant, the, the rebel transports. He's, he's giving instruction uh, to the snow speeder groups, rogue group included. Like he, he is in contact this, with Zev Zaneska and all these guys. Is this the guy that's in the middle of the chaos that like points one way and then points the other way and then points another <laughs> yeah. way for like a split second on screen? No. no. <laughs> well, shit. No. We should be talking about him. <laughs> He's described as charismatic, a musician, and a poet. <laughs> those what things don't is. match. There's a reason for the poet. I will tell you later. I wrote my own little poem. <laughs> you better not cry. You better not pout. Here comes the empire. Let's get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine him writing this, but there is a reason that he's a poet and a musician, and I'll tell you that in the behind the scenes. Roses um, are red. Beans give you gas. Let's get out of here. Don't let that door hit you on the ass. <laughs> I encourage any of our listeners to write your own Sean Valdez inspired poetry. Please, I, I implore you. The real reason I even learned about this guy is from doing Effectively Speaking oh. with Eric on NeoZaz.com. Because of uh, the episode that Eric uh, asked me to be on was the Rocketeer, and I love the Rocketeer like no one else does. Never heard of it. Sh- Sean, <laughs> <you son. laughs> Sean Valdez is Joe Johnston. Mm. So we talked about this once before. Uh, there's that scene where they have a bunch of people, including Ralph McQuarrie. I did this episode on Ralph McQuarrie's mm-hmm. character. Joe Johnston, amongst other behind-the-scenes people, is in that, 
that scene. So Joe Johnston, Tim knows more about this than anything. Art director, visual effects expert of the Star Wars movies mm-hmm. and the Indiana Jones movies, most famously the designer of Boba Fett. Yep. And later a director of things like the Rocketeer, Captain America, Winter Soldier, and uh, Jumanji. Like this guy, this guy became Jumanji the real deal. with Karen Gunn. No, the real Jumanji, not oh. the horseshit Jumanji. <laughs> that one didn't have Karen Gillan in it. No. Nope. Had a kid with a big ass. <laughs> it did. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. He's also, I didn't know this, but uh, Joe Johnson is also an Imperial gunner in A New Hope. Pew pew. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys met Joe Johnston? No. But he would, he would be a, it would be Yeah, a, he he would, he would be he would be a big one. Yeah, for us. Yeah, he would be he would be one of the biggest ones that we could get at this point. And you would just have him sign your your belt buckle looking poster as like what an effects person. Uh, yeah, I but mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a, a concept artist basically. So we have we have a bunch of the concept artists for the prequels on our posters. Yeah. Um, I have. One concept artist on my poster for, I guess I have a couple concept artists on my on the trilogy. I think Chris and I have a couple concept artists, but um, yeah, he would he would be one of the big ones because yeah, him and him and Macquarie probably had the, the the biggest impact in terms of the look of the the, the Star Wars movies. Um, Joe Johnson more so for Empire and Jedi, but uh, yeah, he'd be he'd be a big one, right. I, I honestly think if I were to meet this guy at one of these Star Wars things, I would ask him more about the Rocketeer than anything else, which I know Star Wars people are probably like, fuck you. But uh, <laughs> if you want to hear two people gush about the Rocketeer, listen to Effectively Speaking at Um Because I, I think the guy ha- has proven over the, those movies that he's he's a real visionary as far as the way movies look all the things you're saying about what he did he came up with the look of boba fett how many how many things have been spawned by the look of boba fett that he came up with five (laughs) (laughs) that was funny (laughs) i mean if for that (laughs) if if there has to be like an official like lucas george lucas protege i think i think joe johnson is probably the closest to it followed closely by dave filoni i think those are the two closest uh directors we have to to people who have that george lucas way of thinking that george lucas state of mind yeah like knowing 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 what what he knows like which is why joe johnson would be perfect for Directing a Star Wars movie, which I have feeling he probably has no interest in. Why wouldn't he do it though? Like he's he's done other big budget things. Why not do something that you were a part of creating? Like if he if he were announced as the director of anything in Star Wars, people that really love Star Wars would be really happy about that, wouldn't they? Yeah. I think so. Uh, yeah. I it, it sort of it sort of seems like he doesn't. He, he doesn't. You don't really hear him talking about his Star Wars stuff as often as as a lot of other people have. He like he and the stuff that he's done. He hasn't. He hasn't done a whole lot uh, of work with, you know, Lucasfilm 
I mean, he's worked with ILM over the years on his projects, but uh, yeah, he kind of he almost seems like a director that, that almost wants to distance himself a little bit from Star Wars. I may be wrong. Maybe I'm just not reading the right articles. <laughs> but uh, he, he he strikes me as a guy that that appreciates where he came from, but is a guy that's looking forward and not behind. All right. Well, I I mean that's the main reason I only thought of this because I was doing that show with Eric and I looked up Joe Johnson. I saw that he was not only you know responsible for behind the scenes things, but he's also got these cameos in the movies, which I always think is cool. I love it when they take people that are really the creative forces behind the scenes and they give them their seconds of screen time. I think it's great. Mm -hmm. Um, Now the name Sean Valdez comes from, this has happened a million times, this card game, this customizable (laughs) card game. He's named after a little boy named Sean Valdez. He was a Florida boy, 13 years old that died of leukemia. He he was a huge Star Wars fan and a huge fan of that customizable card game. So when he passed away, the people that run that game got Lucasfilm to give them permission to name a character after him. And this is the one that they picked. Uh, The kid himself was a poet and a musician. So that's why they attribute that to the character. This is super sweet. And I think that Star Wars, for all the complaining that we do, Star Wars, I think, does take care of its fans when it can. I mean, they could have said no, but this is this is I don't know. It's a tribute to certainly this kid individually, but this kid represents the fan base. So the fact that this character is named after this kid, I think, is pretty cool. That's very cool. That's that's sweet. Yeah, I think I think Star Wars did that more so when obviously pre Disney, I think, I think they were more fan friendly in that, in that respect. I think it was a smaller organization. Yeah. So they, they had, there wasn't, there wasn't too many gatekeepers to having things like that done. Like if you wanted, if you wanted to have a character named after somebody, all you got to do is send an email and then they would send two emails and then an email would come back saying, do it. And now it'll be like, okay, you have to do this, this, this license department needs to know this. Send this over here. This guy's got to put it in the data bank. This data bank has to be, you know, copied in triplicates and up here, then stamped and approved, sent up to Capitol Hill, then back. It, you know, it just it just seems like it would just if I wanted to, you know, name a ship the Spalding, it would, you know, it would just take forever to do. There's too and much bureaucracy. Prob- you're right. You probably now would have to sign some kind of uh, affidavit saying that you don't claim any. Uh, compensation for this. So if if there was to be money made off of any of this stuff, they're not going to give you a dime. Whereas in the old days, like you're saying, it would have taken somebody asking someone high up in Lucasfilm about it and them saying, just ask Leland Chi or Pablo Hidalgo about it. Don't bother me with this. And they are going to say yes. So I, I think it's sweet. Yeah. So it's a tribute not only to that kid but to the to the fans. Like that kid represents the fans. And uh he never got to see it, but he got to be it. So I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. As far as Sean Valdez, that's all I got. That's it? That's it. That's it. And on a side, that's that's sweet though. We have forty more that's minutes to fill. <laughs> Tim will come up with something. Uh, okay. How about Roseanne? Uh. 
Oh, well, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, man. Who is doing feedback this time? I will go back to the Quigon feedback. And if th- it's, it's, it's been quite a while, if you're wondering what that even was, and it's because we got so much feedback, we posted the Quigon Gin episode from Celebration Chicago. Chicago, right? Yes, from that. And if you yeah. left some feedback and unlocked the episode, and a lot of people like free episodes, apparently. So we're still getting through the feedback. So from Keith Hickman, he said, I've listened to you guys for years now and love every episode. Keep up the great work. And I hope Matt brings back the Artmar project. It's really cool to see all the different armors. Well, no plans, but never say never. You never know. From James Huddleston, he said, "Longtime listener from the UK, awesome show, great Star Wars info, great insight into U.S. life and culture. Hey, all right, let's cite this the next time we get a one of those wonderful reviews on iTunes that say we don't talk enough about Star Wars. We can re- if well, you can't respond to it, but we can address it on a show saying we provide an invaluable service to the European Alliance." <laughs> we put we put America EMPT out of business. That's right. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about that show. It was all because Chris was never on. <laughs> it's from Jonathan Kilpatrick. He says on the prosthetics episode, I managed to drop my weight to gym the gym not once, not twice, but three times in the first ten minutes. Keep it up, gentlemen. <sighs> that means you've been on a puppy. You've lifted. You lifted and picked up weights compl- three. Oh, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dave. I was just going to say that's a high compliment. Yeah. I, I was going to say that means he's touched weights three times more than any of us have since that episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then finally, we'll go with a uh, longer one here. This is from Stephen Ragsdale. He says, Oh, man, where to start? I love this show so much. It would be difficult to explain. What more could I want from a mix of my love of Star Wars characters and humor? You make me feel like I'm sitting right next to you and laughing and having fun. Tim's voices are hilarious. Dave has tastefully strong opinions. Chris is sexy. And every time Matt fails to say a joke, I almost die. My favorite episodes are the Nexu and Bidlow Quirve. Dave's delivery of Bidlow's episode was exceptional. I've probably listened to the Nexu 30 times by now. Not because of the hilarious tree octopus, because of Matt's hilarious impression of the Nexu roar and tear. Is that the one where I kept tearing a piece of paper into the <laughs> yeah i think so yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's funny <laughs> i spent many hours driving in california and have serious problems falling asleep at the wheel but hearing you guys keep keeps me awake so i can honestly say you guys have saved my life on top of that Whoa. i've since joined Whoa. i've since joined the mandalorian mercs thanks to you introducing me to them in your mandalorian armor episode i hope to see you guys at celebration anaheim i will be there as a merc thank you all for what you do guys sincerely long live mob crim save the tree ox- octopus no proof and of course suck it tim <laughs> that's no great proof. that's great and he's a merc now love those guys yep those yes, guys like us yep hondo yep. falco <laughs> chris has got some balls over there i do i got big furry ones actually i i have my i have my little medallion right in front of me i, I have it right yeah I, I can see it it's hanging on my wall yeah awesome all right, is, this, is that is that what we got? Feedback? Yeah, well, that's yeah, yeah. That's all I'm going to read because that's about as much sobriety as I can muster. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dave, what are we doing this time? All right, this is part three of four of Swickly Wed 
game where we are you guys really are seeing what you know about the panel we've known each other for a long time you should know some of these things or at least muster guess even the times you're getting them wrong you're coming up with astute reasoning and uh because of that i feel closer to the three of you i'm assuming you said muster a guess right yeah, I did. Because I thought you said like mustard gas, like like in the middle of this, you got attacked and you were just announcing it to the rest of the house. <laughs> we're playing this game and I've been mustard gassed. <laughs> no, I didn't. Say oh, look out, mustard gas, and back to podcasting, which is far more important than saving our lives. <laughs> so we've been asking a question. You've given me the answers, and now y'all are guessing what the panelists said. If, so, I, if I weren't recording these episodes, I'd almost accuse this of Dave collecting, like, very cleverly collecting blackmail on us <laughs> for something in the future. But I have the recording, <laughs> so I don't think that's true. Maybe I'm doing that, too. That could be. So the first question that we're going to deal with today is a TV character that is most like you. Oh. Whether you think this or people think this. Good luck, fuckers. What TV character... <laughs> what TV character is most like the panelists? Jesus. I'm going to see who we got here first. Chris, okay. you have me. So far, I've gotten a lot of yours right. You have. This, this is actually the third. I don't uh, know. On each of these, you have had me first. I'm. I'm. I'm seriously doing this randomly. When, when, when I got this Go question, ahead. I immediately thought of someone for Dave. So I hope either Chris. Well, actually, I guess. Oh, as I say, I might have the opportunity to guess. I hope this guest comes out just to see what Dave's. If it's not the answer, what his reaction to that guess would be. See, we'll I find out. Yeah, I don't. There's so many in my head, but I, I don't know. what Dave would have said, and, and I know I don't watch the show. I know you, you guys love the show. I, I can't pick a character, but I want to say it's somebody from that It's Always Sunny. I, I don't know <laughs> which one, but I think your character's from that show, Dave, if that's a good answer. <laughs> is that your good final answer? answer? Yeah. That is incorrect. Okay. So on to Tim. Hmm. I'm terrible at the, the, these. Uh, Do you have two points? Roseanne. The scores. <laughs> the scores. I forgot to mention is Matt has three, Chris has four, Tim wow. has two. I would actually, and this this is someone that you've mentioned recently. Say Putty. <laughs> That's good, mm. David Putty. Yeah. Feels like an Arby's name. <laughs> that is incorrect yeah. as well. Yeah. Matt, what do you think? Okay, hear me out on this one. Okay, so Dave was a quite the sportsman in high school he was actually a star in some people's eyes and he didn't necessarily get injured but he aged like the rest of us and his life went on a different path and now he is probably the most popular beer slinger in the town we grew up in quaker town (laughs) not unlike a gentleman in boston who was once a professional baseball player who got injured and opened a bar named cheers and I am speaking of the one Sam Malone. That is a great way of answering mm. that answer. I wish that was the answer. God damn it. <laughs> that was so well done. Though. <laughs> that was so great. I feel like changing it, but I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm Larry David. Oh, okay. 
Oh, yeah. I have to analyze and criticize everything, and I have very strong opinions, like the guy said. Um, if you violate the rules, I will let you know about it. <laughs> um, so that's me. All right, no points on that. Tim, you have Chris. Uh, uh, I th- just for uh, uh, to make this a little easier, we should give at least one hint per character. So, Chris, do you have a hint, or would you like me to give Tim a hint? Go ahead, because if I if I give a hint, I might just give it away. <laughs> All right, this is a. This is an 80s show that is one of Chris's favorites. Wow. And he thinks he's like this character. I would say he thinks he's like Bruce Willis in Moonlighting. So what are you saying? Are you saying that I'm thinking that but I'm not that? I don't I wouldn't say you're Bruce Willis, but I know that I think you're Bruce Willis. Final okay. answer. Final answer? Yep. David Addison, <laughs> Bruce Willis. But here's the thing. That's because it's because he's he's cocky and funny. That's why. That's because it's John McClane. Is it is it bad that when Dave gave the hint, I immediately thought Alf? (laughs) (laughs) I know. know, Yeah, I can see Chris being Alf. But he's he's cocky and witty too. For things that that weren't aired on television. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of cats. I can see that. Tim, well done. That's okay, a point. You got it right off the bat. Now for Matt, I'm going to give you the point if you even guess the show. Yeah, I was going to say if, if, you, if they even describe the show. The the hint is this is a show that it, it has origins from Canada. Okay. So Chris, you're first. The only thing I know that Matt likes to watch a lot is the Trailer Park Boys. I'm saying someone from that show. (laughs) That's your final answer? Final answer. This is also a good guess. You have nailed the country and something Matt likes, but it is wrong. Yep, that's not the one. So, Tim, do you have a guess? See, I love this. I love you getting wrong stuff, but you're close. This is, I want to give you all a hug. (laughs) Is it the Bandicoot in today's special? No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a Canadian show that Matt likes? Uh, well, I would have, I would have thought that uh, I would have thought Trailer Pod Boys, but um, Canadian show SCTV. Oh, Ed Grimley, <laughs> <laughs> Guy Caballero. You're right. Yeah, I, I, SCTV is uh, uh, that or Degrassi. <laughs> <laughs> that is incorrect. No. It is Brent Leroy from Corner Gas. I've never even heard of that show. <laughs> I've seen that post about that show. Okay. All right. That it's actually on Corner Amazon Gas. Prime. So if you guys have that in this during this uh quarantine, check it out. I don't I do not think you'll be sorry. I think you'll enjoy it. I think you guys collectively will enjoy it more than Trailer Park Boys. I've seen Corner Gas. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Chris, you'll like it because because the Corner Gas is also a video store. Okay, all right, I'll, I'll check it out. <laughs> all right, the next question, a little more uh, risque, I'll say. Okay. <laughs> Sexiest part of a woman. Mm, pinky toe. Okay. So Tim, you have me this time. Mova. 
<laughs> I, uh, you strike me as an ass man. <laughs> ass man. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a, I have a feeling that, that for you, the you, 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 you like him walking away, uh, just as much as you like him coming towards you. I think, uh, I think, I think you're an ass man. That is incorrect. Oh, Chris? not an ass man. Well, the other. Yeah, the obvious choice, and if it's not the front, it's not the bag, it's the front. I'm gonna say he's a vag. No, I'm gonna say he's a boob man. Incorrect. Oh Matt. shit, Matt. So, sexiest part of a woman does it? Is it a specific identifiable part, or is it more of a, yeah, a it's broader description? Okay, all right, not figure then. Then I will say. You're going to either look at their legs or their lips or their eyes. Ooh, eyes. I think you might be an eye man. I'm going to say eyes. I, I just thought of that now. I'm, I'm sticking with it. Something in my gut says eyes. Also incorrect. Well, then the answer it's wrong, whatever it is. Is hips. Oh, uh, that's not bad. Okay. Hips don't lie. Yeah. <laughs> <Chris>. <laughs> Matt, you have Tim. Oh, boy. It's got. Oh man, it's got to be something uh, along the lines of what we we're just talking. But which one? Because I want to say breast, but that's. I mean, that just seems like the obvious one because that's the only thing that. Well, that's not the only thing, obviously, but that's the most go-to thing that a woman has that a man doesn't. But I think Tim might be a breast man, though. I mean, I think conversations we've had, and we just had said something about him texting Tim in like an episode or two ago about <laughs> breast. I would go with breast. I think it's as simple as that. Sometimes the simplest answer is, is the right one. Not. Okay, not this dude. time. All right. Chris, do you have a guess? A guess from what Tim likes when a woman? Yes. A cock. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name, ma'am? Billy. Perfect. <laughs> My name's Billy. Um. Oh, Billy. Oh, <laughs> Billy. I think Tim, I think, likes a beautiful smile on a woman. A smile. Oh, that's so sweet. That was sweet. Like your smile. <laughs> I'm all, I, t- I take the Shanice route. No. Shanice. That is incorrect. He has uh, very specifically the upper thigh. Oh, okay. Jesus. Yep. So I the- love it. I, 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 lo- I love a girl that wears a skirt and, and leggings, and there's that, like, four or five inches of skin between the hem and the top of the leggings. Oh. So you're watching a lot of J-pop videos during quarantine. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Okay. All the way down to the flowers. Yep. <laughs> All right, Chris, you have Matt. Matt. Me. Mm-hmm. I will say, I will say, a nice tight ass. Incorrect. But for the record, I don't, I don't dislike a nice tight ass. <laughs> <laughs> Jim. Matt. I'll say the small of the back. Wow. Oh, that's a good damn answer. That, that is a good one. Listen to Tim. That's incorrect, but it's great. 
temperament. It was just the boobs. I went boobs. And they don't have to be big. They don't have to be small. They just are there. And As long as you have them, yep, right? Yep. I'm a, sim- Matt- I'm a simple man. As long as they're as long as they're outies and not an any, you're okay. <laughs> Matt, you have Chris. Okay, um, I want to say boobs as well because that's something him and I bonded with early in high school. Boobs, <laughs> but I mean, I think I actually think Chris probably is a little more when it comes to this more a little could pot maybe not, but I think he has the potential of actually being a little more. Uh, uh, layered than I am about this, but I can't think of what, so I'd just be shooting in the dark. So I'm going to go with something that I at least know would be on the list. It might not be number one, and I'll stick with boobs. Final answer? Yes. That is correct. Oh, all right. Okay. Of course. <laughs> and not you, only you get not- two sips of beer and Chris, and he gets drunk and starts staring at <laughs> some Shit. big chested woman in Chicago and, and in, in leery, creepy ways. But did you see them? They were nice. Yeah, we, we went to we went to um, we went for pizza one night in Chicago last year and we we ate at the pink taco around the corner while we were waiting oh for boy. our table to open up. And Chris had like a one beer. <laughs> if so that he may not have even finished it. Mm. And we get back and Chris is like, I'm drunk and there was these two girls, two women, sitting at the table, kind of next to ours. And Chris just was like leering, like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, and not even, and not even trying to like disguise it. Not even. Like, I wasn't making sound, but but it was it was like, like you could tell this person knew. Like Chris was like. Argh. But uh, yeah, he just couldn't stop. He's like, "I'm drunk. I've had too much to drink." It's like he had like half of he had like six ounces of beer. Yeah. <laughs> he had like one one glass of a flight. <laughs> well, with one more episode to go, Matt and Chris have four, and Tim has three. Ooh. We have two more sweetly wed questions to get through on our next episode to crown the knower of the panel. The knower of the panel. I like that. Sure. I am the knower of the panel. Figaro. Figaro. (laughs) Well, thank you, Dave, for serving us a cup of Sean Valdez. (laughs) Very, very very tasty. And tune in next time. We're going to talk about the Lindroid. Beep, boop, boop. Lindroid. Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in character episodes and information. 